Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, life has been crazy lately. You know, the energy I feel like is off. It's hard for me to focus. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, everything that's going on in the world right now, it's pretty nuts, you know? Well, good thing we have a guest in today that can help maybe shed some light on this. So welcome to SUS, Share Your Scare, where we talk to different people and hear their stories on survival, paranormal, and all things SUS. I'm your host, Brendan Taylor, and I'm here with my brother, Jake. What's up? And today we have a very, very super exciting guest who I have personally known for maybe eight or nine months. She's an awesome author, a psychotherapist, intuitive healer, and so much more. This is Caroline Coleridge. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you yeah. so much for coming. This I know we've talked about this in class a long time ago. Thank you for being here and sticking through it this whole time. No, this is awesome. It's perfect timing, too, because the universe is really speaking to us now. Oh, I, I, yes, it is. And I have some questions about the universe. So why why are we feeling like this? Like, I mean, I feel like you're the greatest person to ask on something like this. Do you feel that way, too? or? Yeah, it's a crazy time. There's really like a control-alt-delete going on in the planet, and there's a lot of, you know, shifts going on. So I really believe coronavirus, or corona means crown, and it's a Latin word from crown, and crown is the crown chakra is opening. And then the third eye is opening, too, because we're all supposed to be going into the Aquarian age. We're in the Piscean age, but we're going to the Aquarian age, which is a time of creativity. This is a time of doing your own thing, listening to your own soul, and then moving forward. So you got to break everything down as an artist. you got to create, you know, get rid of everything, scratch it down, and then it's rebuilding. So governments are rebuilding, you know, healthcare is rebuilding, um, school systems, like everyone's seeing things differently. So this is a time and also we're all inside. It's a great time to go within and to start meditating, to start like, you know, reading books that you want to, you know, read about, you know, opening up to like what's really happening. And when you're watching the TV, there's a lot of fear on there, right? right. And the fear is the third eye, like what we see, you know, they call it television, like telling a vision, you know, and programming, like they're programming us with all this fear and fear like make, can make you more sick. So that and also we have these masks on and that's covering the throat chakra. So the throat, the third eye and the crown are all like being rattled worldwide. So as we use the upper chakras, you know, which means wheel, which is a Sanskrit word for wheel and means like our downloads from spirit, we're all like opening up and saying, wait, wait, we're in the Aquarian age. This is the time when we're supposed to create from our hearts and not from our minds. So, you know, on earth and heart, there's the same word letters spelled around. So we're like, we're creating from our hearts this time. So it's really well, kind of cool. That's an amazing explanation. Yeah. What, what what would you say to someone that like doesn't know much about meditation and like how it can affect their lives? You know, I try to preach it in all my videos and all my social medias. I try to preach that I'm meditating and how good it is for you. But like, I feel like I can only explain it so much. Mm-hmm. Like, how would a professional like yourself explain meditation? Yeah. So meditation really is like going within and getting quiet. So as I'm a psychotherapist and I'm an intuitive too. So what happens is that when I work in mental health, when people are overwhelmed with depression or anxiety, their mind's just racing. Depression is really close 
down. Anxiety is like really going, you know, like really at a high speed. So when you quiet your mind and stay in the present, uh, what happens is that mindfully your mind starts to recharge. It's like a control alt delete for the mind. You start to take in your breath. Your breath represents your spirit. And every time you breathe in meditation, you're recalibrating your body to have your spirit come in. Depression is a feeling, sadness, pain from the past. Anxiety is feelings and nervousness and nervousness and things that come in the future. So mindfulness brings you back to the present. So that's why so many meditation centers are opening up when we're all on our phones, we're all being distracted by other things and iPads and everything else, which is great because we're all able to communicate, but then we need to kind of reset. So meditation is really quieting. Sometimes it's saying it's like listening to the universe and praying is like asking the universe. So it's like a yin and the yang. There's always a balance on the earth plane, the yin and the yang, the male and the female, the, uh, the sun and the moon, the earth and the heavens. You know, there's always a balance because that makes us grow. Oh, a hundred percent. And you said you're an intuitive. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm just firing off these questions that you, but what, what is an intuitive? Like for people listening that don't know what an intuitive is. What right. Is okay. Yeah. The, um, I guess the non-PO, the non-political world is like a psychic. So psychic means of the soul and psyche means of the mind. So I kind of do both. I help the souls and the minds work together. So an intuitive is somebody who like uses their sensory system, their energy system, their spirit system to tune into what's going on. They feel like they, they tune in things through a frequency. So it's almost like um, using your gut instincts, using your um, insight, you know, your inner mind. And the language of spirit is intuition. So when you're using your intuition, you're working with the spirit world. So you're working again with that energy that comes down from the other side and says, what am I here for? What's my purpose? You know, what do I feel drawn to? What do I feel called to? When you get chills, that's your spirit. You know, when you feel um, like, you know, the hair on the back of your neck stands up, when you go to a scary place, and you're like, oh my God, there's something weird in here. You're yeah. probably right because you're picking up frequencies. So it's about like really connecting to your own intuition is listening to an intuitive like helps the people guide people to listen to their own soul their own spirit that's right within you yeah so like on that yeah. topic was that something that you've always known or like mm. is that something how, that you've always wanted to do right like, like how did it how did it happen yeah absolutely not thank you for asking yeah. <laughs> so as a therapist um i was studying at columbia becoming a social worker and i just started to see ghosts all the time so i would see ghosts they would just start rattling my uh, bed they like would you'd really see them see i them. would see them just like you i'd wow. wake usually when i woke up when i woke up in the middle of the night because I could feel them around and I would see them. They look like a physical people and they would really scare me. I was like, what the hell? You know, why is this happening? So my mother is a science teacher, but she had mediumship experiences her whole life. So she was always seeing ghosts, always hearing messages, always doing that. So uh, I called her and I said, mom, God, I'm seeing ghosts. She's like, oh, okay, how are your grades? She <laughs> so she thought nothing yeah. of it. And I was like terrified. I was like, oh, this is really scary because they look solid, you know, and they were asking me questions. I was doing like afterlife therapy. I was studying oh to be a therapist and they're asking questions and I didn't know like what to do with it so I went to a reader and she's like oh you're supposed to incorporate spirituality and mental health I said no way you know if you say you're hearing things and seeing things you're uh, you're considered psychotic I'm gonna get kicked out of Columbia and have all this like no way I'm not gonna do both but my mother was like well it's you know it's a normal part of who and what you are and then she called to my grandmother she goes ma you know oh she's like us she's oh that's nice how are her grades you know they normalized it so my grandmother was the same way so um, it's just so I, as that started happening over and over, I went to a psychic and she said, you're supposed to do both. And then I just started meditating and quieting my mind. And then I was able to kind of communicate with them. Now, this took a long process. It took me years to kind of do it out there professionally. I trained at the Edgar Casey Institute. I trained at a spiritual church. I'm in New York City. So things are very like... Um, 
you know, like people in New York are very direct. So yeah. fast paced. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're really seeing something crazy, they'll let you know, right? <laughs> so I started doing, you know, all these different things and going to centers and there were other people that were doing and opening it up and then I helped to normalize it. And then I would just pick up things about people, like my clients. I would see lights around them and then I would hear things and within my mind's eye and I say, Oh, are you, you know, are you having a hard time with your father? Oh my, they start crying. They said, Oh my God, my father left and da 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 how did you know? I said, I don't know, I just kinda looked on the chart like lie you know (laughs) i would actually you know see it or hear it and feel it and then i really helped therapy go quicker so it really helped um you know people to like kind of open up to kind of be aware and and to move forward because they're souls too so when you work in mental health if you're both souls you know like you're talking soul to soul you go deeper quicker because we're all here to kind of learn and grow if you learn that premise then when things are really tragic or you know horrible you're like oh this was a lesson what was the lesson and so yeah that really helped me so i think my mother the fact that she was a science teacher and the fact that she was a ther you know not therapist she was a um a psychic it really normalized it so it helped so yeah awesome so mm-hmm. wait sorry from the like the research i've done yeah. you said that it started around 28 which yeah. has to do with the saturn return Absolutely. correct yep which is crazy because i'm 27 right now so mm-hmm. i was doing like little research like the 27 club where all like yes. people die and i thought it was crazy because i kind of feel like in a low some days mm-hmm. what i'm doing with my life how am i gonna like create my own name and do like my own thing for the future mm. and after hearing about that like when you turn it 28 it's something new and I thought that was really crazy yes yeah it's right on point and that's the perfect time welcome to the 2010 but it is interesting that all those rock stars Kurt Cobain and Jimmy um, Morrison and um, Jimi Hendrix and Diane they all died around 27 because I feel like this is my theory because I talk mm. about that quite often is that um, there was so much going on they were famous but they still had their own demons to deal with mm-hmm. so yeah. like 28 is like a clock so we're souls here to grow and learn so you think at age 7 kids are more aware like 7 year cycles 7 more years is age 14 and 14 is when you go to high school mm-hmm. 7 more years is 21 and that's adulthood and then 7 more years your clock goes up to the top that's your Saturn return and it really hits a 29.5 but you feel the shadow around 27 28 29 and it's like you go to your heart though you go down to your heart and say what does my heart want to do not society or parents or other people think this is what I'm supposed to do so in my heart, I love metaphysics. I love spirituality. Um, but I didn't feel like I can incorporate it. So that's why I started asking the universe, well, what do I do? So if you want to know the next step, just say, what does my heart really want to do? And then the universe will meet you to help you fulfill your mission and your contracts. So we all have contracts here. Mm-hmm. So if you want to like run or write or whatever, you just go with that. And you're like, how do I do it? And it's usually the world. It doesn't show you how to do it. When you're creating something, there's never a script. Right. You just got to create. So again, it's the time of the creator to makes sense so usually it's relationships health you know life you know purpose where am i going so it's a, a good time like to meditate and to go within take them to the cloud yeah you have to <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely yeah. i have a question on yeah. that so mm-hmm. you say ask yourself a lot you say mm. that so like mm. how do you know when you're asking yourself something and because like for me a lot this happens i ask myself a question that i want to get an answer to and sometimes i'll get something but how do i know that like i'm not you know putting that into my own head you know what i mean like where yes. it's 
not not my spirit, but like my my mind, my monkey mind, mm-hmm. creating this answer for me. Like, how can I know I can trust it? Yeah, that's a great question. It's the number one question people have because we're we thought to uh, think about our intellect and not our intuition, which is our spirit. So we have to practice. And a lot of times, like in the classes I teach, you'll see signs in threes. So if you say, "Am I supposed to do a podcast?" and then somebody says, "Hey, I have a podcast too." Somebody else says, "Oh, we'll do a podcast." Somebody says, "This is that." And you're like, "Oh, that's three. That's a message." So the messages will keep coming to you, and you can see them through through totem um, animals. You see them through numbers. You keep seeing numbers all the time. The universe speaks to you in all these different symbols because our universal language, our soul, speaks in symbols. So when you keep asking, you say, wait, I'm not sure. Is that my mind or is that my spirit? And then I'll give you another message. Say, so, Yeah, go back and forth. Just keep dialoguing. So it's like you're going back and forth with the spirit because it's a new language that we're learning. That's crazy. I, yeah. I see I see hawks a lot. What is, oh, what is that? Nice. Yeah. yeah, we always see hawks. Me and my whole family, like right. constantly. We literally one time went to Florida mm-hmm. and by the grace of God, I don't know how this happened, but we literally saw like there was like a, a nest of them. We saw like 50, 60 wow. in the air at one yeah. time. It was like Hawk Week or something. Yeah, and where they were wow. all in one area. And it was leading it was up nuts. to this because we would see hawks everywhere all the time. And then and then we go to Florida and we see literally like fifty or sixty at once. That's amazing. So what is that? Hawks mean? are the one of the highest messages. That's looking at life from a higher perspective. Because you know hawks do that eight when they they fly yeah. the eight, and that's like what goes around comes around. That's also about um, we come what we do from above. We come to the earth like up and down. You know, and hawks are like looking at you from a higher perspective. So that means that you got to look at your life from the way the universe or God looks at you, not just for the way you look at you. And it may be like a whole family thing or something, right. um, but it's a very high totem. as We call them totem animals. Those Native Americans use those terms, totem animals. So a hawk is, you know, what is what is your highest purpose for yourself? And then to reconnect to the divine, the corona, the crown, right. and say, well, what are the messages I'm getting in? And then show me again, you know, and then keep asking that. But that's a really, really high totem. Wow. You know? We didn't even think about wow. it that way. We just thought, whoa, we're, we're kind of lucky. We're seeing a bunch yeah. of hawks right now. I feel like I we haven't seen hawks up until like maybe a year ago. Yeah. You know, wow. like it just, just kind of just started. started. Did and things change a year ago? Did you guys decide to do something different or? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess we tried. Yeah. We switched up our videos yeah. they, and they were mm-hmm. doing really well. We were like, we switched up everything kind of in a way and it, it was doing really well. So we didn't really think like, oh, is this like a, telling us something? You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm thinking of things in a different light. But I feel like the universe wants something larger for you because with a hawk comes in, it's like something larger than me. You, you expect it, you know, because the hawk can, can it sees an object that goes really fast to get it, to grab uh-huh. it. And that means that something may come very quickly. It also may mean that um, there's a higher perspective that you're not seeing. Hmm. So it's like you might have asked, like, what am I here to do? And then it, you see the hawks. You're like, okay, I got to connect and make a contract with the universe. So maybe that's why you came to the classes and stuff like yeah, that. Maybe, yeah, maybe, because that is when I started around that time. Mm. And let me ask you, so if you ask for something like, and you maybe miss this opportunity, or you miss this sign, like, is it is it too late? You know what I mean? Like I know they say opportunities come once in a lifetime and I'm not talking uh, about like a like a business opportunity like that but like say you just weren't paying attention enough like mm. and you miss your sign and you keep missing your signs like how how do you overcome something like that yeah it's just like uh, there, we all have contracts that we come here for so you have contracts with relationships with people with jobs we have uh, global contracts we have contracts with the earth we have genetic you know culture and usually they, again they'll keep coming they'll keep coming until you're ready sometimes we miss them like if there's a relationship and it's like oh they got married or something happened right. sometimes we miss them but then other times they'll keep coming up if you haven't finished it so you can just keep asking 
asking. And that's what the querying age is about. It's like us becoming co-creators and say, okay, what's next? What's my next project? How do I want to create something? Oh, I missed that. And then they'll give you something else. You got to look at the universe. It's like, um, it's like an ocean. It has so many opportunities and things that we cannot even imagine will be there. Right. So we can take from the ocean. There's still plenty for everyone else. So it could be something else that we haven't even thought about. But yeah, people miss things sometimes, but then there's something else being always presented. There's always something new. That's true. Just like the cosmos, how the cosmos keep opening and changing. Exactly. Like I, yeah. I was like looking at uh, properties to, to, and I missed out on a couple that I really wanted, but I, mm. my mom always tells me, you know, maybe the universe didn't want you to have this. You know, it wasn't meant to be. So, like, mom that's, knows. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to she my knows. mom. <laughs> Absolutely. What's re- rejection is God's protection. <laughs> hey, look at that. Oh, I like yeah, that. I love that you have so many different acronyms and stuff. Maybe you could talk about the one that you have for spirit, because I know you mentioned it in class, and I love it, so I want everyone else to hear it. Yeah, so working in mental health, um, a lot of people, I would talk about their spirit, because we're all souls, and a lot of times they didn't understand it. So I said, how can I make the spirit seem functional? Like, how does it function? So S, um, synchronicity and signs. So the spirit will also give you signs constantly, usually come in threes, and a little bit more if you don't, like if you miss it, or give you a knock on the head. (laughs) And then also you get synchronicities, like you meet somebody at the right place at the right time, or you meet this, or you get this you know interview or whatever it may happen so that's s p is purpose whatever your soul is here to do the spirit is your guiding force so what's your purpose is what you're passionate about so you're passionate about like teaching i was passionate about spirituality and mental health i didn't think i could incorporate it the spirit knew better than me so what your purpose is is what you're passionate about what you're passionate in is what your purpose is so we go what are my purpose what are you passionate about the i is the um, intuition so um, the spirit language, like I mentioned before, is intuition. And the other eye is the intelligence. So the spirit is more intelligent than us. If they can create animals and body systems and planets and universes, why not I want to tap into that, the person who you know is creating that, because they have a higher purpose for you. So they, the intelligence is like, it knows better than I do. So then I kind of say, well, what's my next step? I have an idea and let's work together. R is your spirit's very sacred. So you have to renew and rejuvenate it. You can do that through smudging, which I love smudging using sage. Mm -hmm. That really clears your spirit. Um, And what I like smudging is because a lot of times we get so drained and burnt out and dead tired and exhausted. And these are elements. So burnout is fire. You know, we need more fire. Drained is water. Um, Dead tired is earth. And exhausted is air. So smudging, that when you use a sage uh, bowl and you start smudging, it has the fire. It's, it's created from earth. You light it, um, and then it has water to put it out, and then the air is the wind. So all the elements are in smudging, so it really helps us as souls to recreate. So that's to renew and rejuvenate. Going to nature helps rejuvenate yourself. Um, then where I, the other I is inspirational. Anything that inspires you is your spirit. So if you feel like, I want to sing or I want to do that, then you go with that world. You follow the energy that leads you. Okay. So anything that inspires you is part of your spirit path usually and then the other eye is insight you usually have uh, more insight in your gifts um, than anyone else that you know has to do the same thing so as a therapist i use my intuition so that's like my gifts i'm more insightful with therapy i have a, a different way so your gifts always gives you different insights and then the t you got to trust what you get and it's always truthful so that's wow. like a way to kind of know the spirit as a functional part of who we are. Right. That that yeah. is crazy. So I is everyone like everyone has intuition, right? Yeah. Our, can we all develop it into something like the the I'm going to say the power. I feel like it's a power, the power that you have. <laughs> can we all can Jake and I develop this? Can anyone listening develop the same 
intuition. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because we're all spirits. So that's our language. We just have forgotten. It's been eons before we made those contracts just so long ago. And the more we start listening to the universe, the more we start meditating, which opens up our spirit to speak. Sometimes intuition is uh, opened up through tragedy, like a car accident or a bad surgery or um, an accident or even physical abuse. Our spirit and our body separates and then our spirit starts looking around and then we become more intuitive. But meditating, going to nature, listening to it, listening to those whispers, the thoughts before our words. So right before our, our words come out, there's a thought or there's a feeling. Check with that. Check with your body. Intuitions through your body. Your heart may drop when you feel something. Your stomach may feel sick. You go into a weird house. You're like, oh, there's something weird. Mm-hmm. That's your intuition. You know, Love the hair that. on the back of your neck. Your third eye may feel com- uncomfortable when you around somebody that's like up to something you're like hmm i'm getting a headache you know so we can develop it different ways and some people like can be you know opera singers and some people can sing karaoke but everyone has it you know everyone has it and they can absolutely develop it and this is the time to develop that's why we were quarantined quarantine is 40 days 40 days and 40 nights when christ if you believe in you know the christ energy when he opened up to the higher realm he went to the you know to the desert and he started you know communing with himself with his higher self with the divine and we're in the quarantine so in our crowns opening so this is our time to go within and to become our own evolved beings and by the way the word christ means crown corona means crown Wow. wow. It's all right there. That, that really makes you think. And is all of this in your books? Like if people yes. listening don't know, she has two books out, right? Yeah. Honor Your Spirit and Soul Wisdom. They're available on, on Amazon. Yeah. And like, I know I know in one of them because you read them in class, it has like a lot of like poetry, right? Oh, yeah. Like you yeah. do like poetry stuff. Yeah. Were, were you always into poetry or – um, I did when I was little, and that's a great question because when I was little, when you, what you want to figure out your purpose too, because you're 27. Yeah. Go, like, what would I want to do when I was little before I had heard family or society or this? So that's one of the ways you find your purpose. So when I was little, I used to write little poems, and you know, little like you know, Dr. Seuss type poems. And they were really cool, and um, and then I used to write, and then I also did speeches, and I never thought I would do it because I was kind of like pushed out of that, like no, do this, no, do that, no, don't do that, you know, because everyone has their opinion. Right. But then. And when I went back to my heart, you know, and years later, I said, you know, I like doing that. So I just put them in about the intuition, about the yeah. universe, about Love spirit. Those. Yeah. It's, it, I haven't read the book yet. I need to read it. But okay. I'm, I heard that poem that you read in class. An intuition? And yeah. It's so inspiring. So anyone that is listening that is interested in checking out those books, <laughs> check them out on Amazon. Again, they're called Honor Your Spirit and Soul Wisdom. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to order one as soon as we're done with this because I'm even more inspired now. Um, so yeah. The, so basically, this podcast is about sharing your scare mm. what kind of scares do you have i mean you've already said you've seen ghosts like straight mm-hmm. up like that would terrify me for the rest of my life like just to <laughs> see them standing over my bed that's like my nightmare uh-huh what is what is your scare well actually in my book i talk about a scare that kind of happened is when i was in the hospital because the spiritual passing is light and lovely and happy and stuff but there's also darkness that you have to work through to overcome so i need surgeries so i went to a surgery in a hospital on the east coast and um, they were making mistakes. I work at a hospital, a medical social worker. And so I knew every mistake they were making. Um, unfortunately, they made a mistake of saying non-member or non-insurance. Um, mm. And I learned how they treat people who do not have insurance. It was kind of a spiritual lesson. So as I was in the hospital, they were doing everything wrong. I started to bleed out. And they forgot to give me the blood. And oh, then they man. forgot to put things on my legs um, that help your body to move so you don't get a blood clot. They forgot to um, make sure, like, you know, do – you know, 
do other things to check. They didn't check me, my uh, blood and everything else. They didn't check my breathing, my saturation level. So all of a sudden, all this energy just came out of me. I was in the hospital. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why am I in the stars? So I was in the star system floating really? around. And I was like, well, this is cool. You know, and I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is fun. And I saw this man and he was like, up, oh, come here. I saw this light. And I said, let me turn back. He saw his light. He says, turn back. So I turned back to him and then he went, and like I saw my life pass behind before me. I was 38 at the time. And I was like, wow, what the hell is that? You know, and I was like, wow, I need to go back to earth. I'm not done. And I saw one scene where my mother and my sister were dying or crying and upset that I died. And I saw another scene where you go back, but I, I would almost die and I would have blood. Cl- I didn't have blood clots. I knew something was wrong. But in the hospital, I felt like it was um, very scary because they were so mean to me. Um, and they were like, what it was that movie, American Horror Story? That's oh, what I man. felt like. Wow. Like they were this one woman like late at night. I, I was trying to get medication because they gave the wrong medication. And she's like, no, nope, I'm not going to give it to you. No way. I wish I was lying. Yeah. She wow. just did. It was just being mean. And the hospital was going through all these different things. This was on the East Coast called like, um, it was called, what, what was it called? Sacred Sacrament. Something to do with like Christ. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> so I was like left in pain. And if I didn't know how to do like little acupuncture in my mouth to relieve the pain. Um, and the next day she denied it. But she was like in a really bad mood. And then people, they left me there. And then I, you know, I started bleeding out. I was freezing, like literally freezing. And then I popped out of my body again. And I was like, why did this happen? Like, God, like, why did this happen? Like, I'm such a good person. I worked in the hospital and I heard in my head, like the whole, but the whole room, he said, I want you, maybe I shouldn't tell you what he said, but God spoke to me. Oh, <laughs> you got to read the book. <laughs> okay, we <laughs> No, but he gave me a message. But one thing he did say, I was like 2005, he said like in uh, 15 years, there's going to be a change with medications. It's going to be a problem. And I was like, what? You know, like, what do you mean? And I, you know, and then I had like a $30,000 bill and it was just crazy. And I was like, wow, that was 2005, it's 2020. And I didn't know what he meant then, but he's like, I want you to help me kind of like, you know, with this kind of stuff, you know, getting the light out there. He said other things too, but then I had no idea. And I was, you know, um, so I felt like then, oh, when I was lying in my bed, this is like the scary part. All these people were crowded around me and I'm sitting there. I came back in my body and I couldn't see darkness. I couldn't see light. I closed my eyes and I could just see. Um, the future and the past and the present. There was no darkness. And all these people were around me. And I'm like, why are these people crowding my hospital room? I'm like, who are you? And there's one person, Diane, she comes up front. She goes, they killed us. I'm like, who are you? And they like moved. They didn't walk. They moved like 15 people. They're like, they killed us. You got to help us. And I was like, I am dying in a hospital. Who are you? They're like, and I realized, oh, they're dead. Because the nurse came in and they scattered. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, Lord. He goes, you got to help us. You got to help us. You know, like they killed us. And when I looked it up later in, the, um, in like health grades, it said that this hospital had a high rate of blood clots, meaning not taking care of patients wow. after surgery. So they all died. So all these people like wanted me to do things. And I was contracted. Up, the job I worked with was kind of contracted. I said, I can't report it. But then I had to. Yeah. So then later years, you know, later I took me. It was horrible. I, I had to report it. And the thing is that I knew everything to report because I worked in the hospital. So I realized God had put me there to be a, a, a voice for the un, um, the people that did not have a voice. Wow. And I feel like that's how I learned about soul trauma and I, that's how I learned about different things. And at the time when I was in um, the bed when the nurse came back and she's like, oh, my God, you know, I was like, <sighs> and she's like, she can't breathe. So I wrote about it. I, put, I can't breathe. Wow. Look what's going on right now. It's so oh interesting. God. This happened, yeah, 2005. And my saturation now is 50%. I should have had brain damage. You have three blood clots. They could have given me a stroke, a heart attack. 
And I just feel like that God put me in those positions so I could, you know, help other people down the line. And I was like, after I heard the voice, and I could still, you know, hear the voice at times, I said, next time, send me an email. A Gmail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't kill me. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, yeah. So, so did, yeah. when you came back, did they yeah. say, like, you died? Did they no, say that? they lied. No. No. They just said, oh, my God, our sat- you know, saturation levels. No. But I was freezing. No, they didn't. Yeah, and wow. they tried to cover it up. Yeah. Dang. So, yeah. When, when you when you did die, like, what what was it like? Was it like you were in, like... Mm. The seeing the stars and stuff was it like a dream. Was, yeah, is that what it was like? Or so I guess was, I guess should, I should clarify. Actually, I was dying. I dying. didn't actually die. I was dying. So that's why my fat saturation was down to fifty percent. So yeah. I couldn't breathe. So I wasn't really dead. Um, so um, I felt like you know, like you were just floating. It felt just free. It felt like no concerns about anything. Like who cares about that? That means nothing. Go oh, let that. Let's go really? to the light. And I just felt like. But I also felt this is very interesting. I said, wait, wait. I want to. They're sending me back they said you're not your time kind of i said i want to meet god and they said okay and then the whole universe starts speaking to me the energy the whole in the stars this energy just started speaking to me and i said oh god it's the universe and that's why years later i started teaching about the universe wow and that when we touch the universe and touch god's energy which just is everything every animal every hard thing on the table everything is from this creative being that we're like pushing on his energy field so that's why when we ask uh he or she everyone anyone cares but you ask you get a message back because we're his children so and i knew that i had to help his other children that are in the hospital and that i would be aware enough to know that and i knew that when i came and there was no time there's like there's really no time so that there's always this dialogue so like we're asking like the person who sent us here to help to uplift the planet what's my next step Wow, yeah. uh, I, I had goosebumps when you were nice, telling that story. Love it. Spirit, it's yeah. your spirit. Oh my god! So, so did you feel like when you you were looking at the light and mm. you were you had the person calling you? Did you feel you had a choice, like that you could really mm. walk to that light if you wanted to, or did you have to go this way? You know, like in a dream, you don't really have choice unless you're lucid. Did you have a choice? That's a really good question. Um, I my soul knew that I had something else to do. I was 38 and I felt like, wow, I'm in kindergarten. I didn't do anything I was supposed to do. And I had worked for years at the hospital. I'd helped so many people with readings and healings and counseling. And I worked in New York. I have a license in New York and New Jersey and California. And I was like, how can I? That was my mind. My spirit was like, oh, I haven't done what I'm supposed to do. And I just knew, oh, I have to go back. You know, right, and I you see my that way. Yeah, I just knew your soul like pulled me. I was like, oh, no, I'm not ready. Oh, I, I would, because no. I would have felt. I, that was really important. I would have felt like I disappointed my father. I right. disappointed the person who sent me here. And like, once you get that energy, you'll do anything to fulfill your mission. So you can go back in the end of the day and say, "Ta-da, I did it!" Right. <laughs> All the checkpoints I did, and you feel great about it. Yeah. Wow. So, like, I don't know if you'd even have this answer, but I have to ask it because it's it's always on my mind. So, like, when someone dies, right? Mm. Do they do they have the choice to like be a ghost, or do they just are they have a choice to move on? Like, you know, are like. Mm. Are you, is God asking you at that moment, do you want to be a ghost or do you want to go to heaven? Mm. And, you know, why wouldn't they choose going to heaven? Why would they want to be a ghost? Yeah, I kind of do know the answer because I work with a lot of ghosts. <laughs> um, yeah, when you die, if, if you die tragically, let's just say someone gets a car accident and they died alone in, in a, a ravine somewhere and no one's there, that person may want to stay around because they're so shocked, like if they were young or older. And they're like, I want people to know. So they, you know, I think of ghosts as like homeless people. You know, there's people that, 
that are homeless and nice. There's people that are crazy. There's people that are angry. There's people, they're all different personalities, but they're stuck. Yeah. And if people sometimes, if no one knows the end of their story, they want to stay around and let people know. Like I had a client uh, recently, her brother was killed and uh, her cousin was killed and uh, she was very psychic and he came to her and said, this is the name of the person who killed me. No way. Yeah, she's wow. like a bus driver. Full first and last name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh and, and then she didn't know how am I going to, if I tell the cops, they're going to come after me. If I tell the wife, she's going to think I'm crazy. So she had to try to figure out. She goes, oh, I found this paper. Did they have a problem, a conflict? She said to the wife and then he found it out. You know, then he, wow. then she was able to find it and they found the guy that killed him. So, so some people get stuck because they either did something bad and they don't want to go to the light because they know uh, because they feel uncomfortable. Unfinished business is a huge one um, because they're not, de- you know, they're not dead yet. Um, I forgot the name of that movie. The Others. That's a great movie. with was Nicole Kidman. Yeah. So it's like you get like you're like, wait a minute. I still want my life. I was happy down here. Addiction can help you get stuck. You know, because you like the addiction, like in that movie Ghost, where that guy's yeah. like, oh, cigarettes. I love cigarettes. He's like, why are you still here? You right. know? So sometimes people just get stuck. And then a lot of times when people die, when I do mediumship, they will come, they, they'll be around really strong for like, till their funeral. And then after the funeral, they get farther and farther away. And every once in a while, they'll come back. And then after a while, it feels like they get farther away. At least that's the way I read. Other people read differently because I feel like their contract is kind of over. But during, if they just die, it's very close. But some people are just stuck, you know, and that's why. Why are ghosts mean? Some are pissed. They're just pissy people. (laughs) Some people are tricksters. Some people are like, hey, they're rattling the things. I'm here. And you're like, oh, my God, it's rattles. It's snakes. They're just stuck. Is there – there's – ways i'm assuming for uh, a spirit i'm like i'm like speaking as if these spirits are asking me for advice <laughs> you know is there a way for them to like you know late like yeah maybe they did a haunting for like a year like they stayed around i'm just using the term haunting uh they're staying around for a year is mm-hmm. there a way to clear themselves so that then they can leave later or is it just like they're stuck forever yes so that's what we learned the universal laws and one of the laws is free will so you asked did god ask them to come back they have free will to do whatever they want that was part of our contract coming to earth we can stay we can hang out we can you know spook people we can do <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah. we want to do but um, our, eventually our soul will want to go um, go back home and that's part of the reason that I'm trying to do ascension work and help people with their life and their purpose and their passion so they don't feel like they need to stay here they feel like they do they hit the marks that they're supposed to do and they move on so there is a lot of you know choices we can do what you know again whatever we want and uh, there are guides that will stay around them hell is really like in the state of mind but there's guides around there like come on God like no 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 God will see that I like rob five banks no, 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 no. I'll stay here. I'm, I'm okay. I'll just hang out in the bar, you know, and just kind of bother people who lose their bodies when they drink, like wine and spirits. So when people drink, their spirit leaves and then somebody else jumps in. They're like, hey, party. And that's why when people get drunk, their eyes get blank. You know, you see yeah, sometimes. Definitely. Yeah, because another spirit will jump in. Or people so. are like, you're not acting like yourself right now. Because they're not them. It's the wow. spirits that hang out that jump in. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really deep. And that's why they look like, where are they? Hello, are you there? I don't remember because it wasn't. That's why I say alcohol is poison, you know? Yeah. yeah. The word alcohol comes from the word alcohol, A-L-K-U-H-L. It's a Middle Eastern word that means ghoul. So alcohol, ghoul, and that means when you drink, spirits know that it breaks down your aura field and makes you more open so somebody else can, hey, party, you know, like this. And then they leave when they're done, when the person gets back in their body, like they can't um, stay there. And then that's what happens. So yeah. you, I, I'm sure you've heard of like the what, – what, what is it called? The um, – not lucid dreaming, but like where your soul leaves. What's that called? Um, uh, astral like projection. Astral projection. Yeah. So I'm sure Every you, you know a lot yeah. about astral projection. What like what 
makes it where you can't come back into your own body? Is that even possible mm. that your your soul leaves and you just never get it back and you're someone else for the rest of eternity? Yeah, I believe that. I believe that everyone has different stories because my mother told me that. Now, my mother said that when she – my mother's from South America and that when she was um, – meditating and stuff, she would leave her body. And one time my grandmother said, you're not, because they both had the gifts, she said, you're not going to your sister's wedding. She goes, I don't want to go. So she said she read the Bible and that she left her body and went to the wedding, saw everything and came back. Um, then she said there was a man that was there trying to get in her body. No way. Yeah. My mother told me this when I was like 10 and I was like, oh my God. That's terrifying. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> As a 10 year old. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, why is she talking about this? But this is for probably years later. Yeah. So she said that they were fighting and fighting and fighting and their dog was barking to try to protect her body. And um, she finally got into the body, you know, and this is way before goes way before she got in the body. She said she was exhausted for a day. My, because because you're not supposed to leave your body like that without doing the rituals and the, you know right. different than that just astral projecting. My grandma comes in and she goes, "I told you not to do that. I told you not to." And my mother said, "I bet you if I didn't get back in my body, I would have been like schizophrenic or something, or I would have been a completely different person." They say, you know, they say people change and they're so different yeah. after an accident or tragedy. I wonder if there's entities living inside. Whoa, you know, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so. I, I I did some research and you said that you mm. see like auras around mm. people. Do you mm-hmm. just – is it like a, something you turn on, turn off? Is it something you see constantly? Yeah. Is your kind world of, full of color? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that constantly. It's kind of good because I think because I'm still working in um, mental health and medical, it's too much. Because if people that um, have a lot of attachments or entities, it's too much to see. Um, usually if um, if a soul wants to show me their aura, like, like a lot of the kids I worked with that were in um, – they had mental health issues or mental retardation. They showed me there was no problem. They're like, hey, and I would see purple or green and they were trying to help me along. And a lot of people like that are older souls because people, we have to turn it around. Older souls would, uh, will pick harder bodies to be in, harder lifetimes because they can withstand it because deep down the side, they know they're going back home. So I don't just see it all the time. But if a soul, like I was working with a woman for a long time and we couldn't get through anything and then all of a sudden she turned and she was doing something corporate. She just turned orange, you know, like her whole thing turned orange. And I was like, I said, are you creative? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm a writer and artist, but I want to do it. It's too scary. And I said, you need to do that. And then she goes, how did you know? And she goes, I hide that. I said, your aura, it's orange. And she's like, that's spooky. Never came back. No, she's like, that's weird. <laughs> but, you know, because it was so strong, but it was her soul showing me. So, yes, I could sometimes, you know, see it. And um, it's not all the time. And it's kind of good that I don't see it all the time because yeah. we if you saw the orders of you, you're like oh i don't know or attachments yeah. or negativity and most people can feel order auras mm-hmm. so if you go in a room and you're like i don't like this person and you can just feel their vibe because your aura and their auras touch before you shake hands they touch and they communicate on the side of our antennas outside of our auras are little antennas like, boop, 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 boop. don't like that boop, 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 boop. you can even go into a, a old a scary place you know and like you say something's weird here because your your aura your soul is like you know telepathic and it's really intuitive that's its language so it knows so we can vibe with, as our feelings we can do it that way too wow is there any way that you can do some kind of reading on him? You said he's lost, you know? Like, maybe you can help him. Oh, I didn't expect to read him. What's, what's your first name again? Jake. Jake, 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 Jake. Hmm, Jake. Huh. 
I want to go to the mind, but I also, are you very physical? Do you do physical something? Yeah. I mean, I ride my bike like okay. five times a week. I'm a photographer, videographer. Yeah. So I'm very hands-on creative. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to the mind too, that you're thinking a lot about it instead of like feeling it, you know, like I feel like you need to feel it a little more because I feel like you're really kinesthetic. Like, do you like to feel things, touch things? Yeah. yeah. And anything you could do like along that, like if someone has to put you in a corporate job, like no way. Yeah. Like, no. yeah. You're like need freelance. That's you need why I got to- tattoos. I was like, no, oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> No desk job. Oh, you that's know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Warning. Yeah, right. Stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, so like, I feel like something where you're always moving and, you know, like you're always doing something and you have to create, create, create. But why do I see you on, like on sets? Do you like to do anything with sets? I've or? actually done like a lot of set grip work, work and stuff like that. Uh, not necessarily grip, okay. but uh, like oh. camera assisting and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I see like that because you're the creative, you have a good mm-hmm. eye. And I also put, they're pulling me into nature. Like, I don't know if you like nature a lot, but you're really good in that so I don't know if you take pictures of that or if you do anything with um, have you ever thought about directing uh, I have yeah I've yeah. tried I've tried um, I've, nature I go backpacking mm-hmm. I've tried doing like uh, landscape photography which is crazy it gives me like chills chills are good yeah, that's your spirit it's awesome that's I actually past relationship we broke up and I went on like a seven it was 42 mile trip with my friends wow. so it was like over five days we went up in the sequoias and Beautiful. it kind of like resetted myself yeah you, know? you need that and yeah. look 42 Seven times six is forty-two. That's a seven-year cycle. Oh, so wow. yeah, you're there for forty-two. Almost like two days after the forty years, cycle. you're like, let me just double check. So yeah. you're kind of you're listening to your spirit. Then that's excellent. So I feel like yeah, I think with photography and and then doing it in nature, you're going to do something with nature. Awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's psychic. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So so yeah. you said your mom and your grandma were yeah. both like similar, like what, what psychics? Um, they don't use the term there. They just call it just knowing or being in the knowing. know or discernment. But my mother does yeah sometimes she does even though she's a science teacher so what's yeah. the difference in like someone that can like see the future absolutely well I am kind of a psychic but we don't use the term a lot because it's been so like the psychic hotline and this right. is that and all the, the big hand and you don't exploit people so a lot of us use the word intuitive but again psychic means of the soul and psyche means of the mind so um, it's really just the, what the soul's here for this helping people on their soul's journey you know helping people to find who they are what they're here to do what's their soul purpose yeah. we're all here to do that but we've lost it. It's been eons since we've been on the other side yeah. and have memories where people are incarnating all like quickly. They jump back in a body. So it was just part of that. And then when I didn't know what I was supposed to do, I was working, uh, walking in Manhattan and I was saying, what am I supposed to do with being uh, having all these psychic experiences? Because the ghosts were physical. And then I couldn't turn them off until I knew how to protect them. And then all my you know, psychotherapy. So I kept asking. And then I was on the street in Manhattan and Fifth Avenue. Somebody said, do you know how to get here? I said, sure. Five people came up to me. Then like I went somewhere else another weekend seven people, then 10, then 18 people came up to me and were asking me questions. How do I get to this direction? Wall Street, the World uh, the World Trade Center, you know, downtown, Chinatown. I'm like, why are people asking me how to get somewhere? Right. No one asked anyone anything in New York. I know, right? <laughs> also hard. So then my friend and I looked at each other like, oh my God, I kept asking every weekend, asking the universe, what am I supposed to do both with? And I realized I'm helping people find their directions wow. in life. So, so you- I have a question. Go ahead. So our producer Steve right here is behind us. Oh. So he said he's dated three people that were, that were all born in the same month of the same year. Mm. Is that a coincidence? Ooh, is there is, is that something? Is that number or something? Yeah. 
Well, that's interesting. He probably resonates with that en- energy. And coincidence to meet the coincide means synchronicity. That means the universe is trying to get your attention. So maybe somebody that he, you know, like that energy it could be like somebody like from his past that like he didn't work through yet. So they keep coming in the same suits. You know, people come back. It could be something with his astrological chart. It could be a parent that had an energy is working through something. But yeah, that's definitely a message. And I would like tune in, ask and meditate, say, why is everyone a Taurus or whatever? <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, wow. I think we got so much information from you. And I can yeah. literally sit here all day and ask you questions. But I know you got stuff to do. We got stuff to do. So yeah. I just want to encourage everyone to go check out Caroline's books because I'm sure there's even more knowledge than what you heard on this podcast here. So again, they are called Honor Your Spirit and Soul Wisdom. Two different books, both available on Amazon. Where else can people get find you or yeah. tell us? On Instagram, Intuitive Solutions, not Solutions, Soul, S-O-U-L. Yeah, Intuitive Solutions, and you know, follow me there. And then also, my Intuitive Soul Healing is my website. Um, And then I have a group on Facebook called How to Work with the Universe, where I post things regularly about my signs, my messages, my synchronicities, and do some teaching. And that's a free group that anyone could join on Facebook. Anyone could join. Awesome. Awesome. You guys got to look her up. I know I would literally bore her to death by asking her all these questions (laughs) if I keep going. So. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an amazing episode, and I I thank you. You know, I'm going to definitely be back thank to your classes you. as soon as COVID is over. This thank you. Fun. I'll be there we'll as well. Up. Yeah, yes. bring your camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you take some cool yeah, pictures. Yeah, you never know. No, you're great. Cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Sus Share Your Scare. We do have a hotline number that you guys can call or an email that you can email and send in your own stories. The number is 626-275-8695, or you could email your stories to share your scarepod at gmail.com hey you maybe uh maybe you'll pop up on the podcast yeah. so hit us make up make sure it's you are yeah share your scare you are got it and then until next time we'll see you guys later peace thanks for listening to sus share your scare make sure to subscribe and check back every wednesday for new episodes and don't forget to tell your friends Follow all of our social media links at shareyourscare.com. We're going to be doing tons of giveaways, but only for our most active fans. If you have a scare of your own that you want to share, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 626-275-8695. Or if you just want to shoot us an email, our email is shareyourscarepod at gmail.com. And that's spelled with a U-R. Until next Wednesday, stay sus. Stay sus.